podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I am smart. I help others. I am strong. I like challenges. I love to laugh. I am caring. I make a difference. I am a Sacred Hearts girl. Become who you want to be at Sacred Hearts Academy. Now enrolling preschool through grade 12. Online and on-campus options available. Call 734-5058 or visit sacredhearts.org for more information. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback Four. It's Sunday night. I don't care what date it is, I do the date every other day of the week and I'm not doing it tonight. It could be the fourth, fifth, I'm not too sure. Um what have we got tonight? Uh well Grizz is in the house. Uh first time on for John. Um John is joining us. You'll see him on screen around about now. Um everyone's on there. I have your messages coming up on screen. We have lovely we have lovely logos and subscribe buttons and all that sort of stuff. But um, what are we gonna do? Well, look, I'm sure I'm gonna we're gonna talk about the community shield. We're definitely gonna look ahead to uh to Norwich um on Friday. We'll talk about how the game went, who done well, who didn't do well, all stuff like that. So look, let's get on with it. Um, if you're on Twitter, hit the share button. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. You know the usual. You know how it goes. Throw any comments you want in there. If they are asking Grizz questions, throw them in. Grizz says he's looking for as many questions as possible tonight. Um. And if you have some random stuff like, you know, you're stuck on a desert island and you have to bring your five favourite pair of shoes, which you, what would it be? Stuff like that, yeah. Walk away with that as well, all right? Here we go. Um, right, Grace, I'm going to start with you. Um, let the, let the, let our guest bed in and listen to your answer first. Um, Liverpool were beaten today on penalties in the community shield by Manchester City, but I'm going to put it to you, Grace, that Man City come out of that game and they think, fuck me, them boys aren't going anywhere. Absolutely. Um... We saw a very animated pet for a friendly. <laughs> Considering that was um, a glorified friendly, we saw a very animated pet, very stressed out pet. I worry about pet uh, if this is a sign of things to come because I think you're spot on, Gav. I think he already, if he didn't already know, we're not going anywhere. Even though some sections of our fan base have sort of almost given up. Today's show, and especially that second half, we can go toe-to-toe with the best team the Premier League, I think, has seen. I mean, in terms of points tally, you know, on aggregate, they've got like 200 points in the last two seasons. This could be their third Premier League title in a row. Treble winners, etc., etc. One of the greatest coaches of all time. Unlimited budgets, spending millions upon millions. And I tell you what, 
they wanted this game real bad. And the way we came back from conceding a very soft goal in the first half, let's not beat around the bush. Alisson could have done better. The whole team, I mean, that was awful defending. It was shambolic. It was the bad old days of our set-piece defending. But to, cut, but to show the mental strength, me and John were discussing just previously before we went on live, like to show the mental strength and courage, Gav, against such a technically gifted side and to pin them back without ever them having many, apart from that Sterling chance where we thought the game's going to stop, right? They didn't even sort of step into our penalty area. I think that was a very, very good sign of things to come for the up-and-coming season. Yeah, do you know what? I I just thought that the first half, I thought we were poor. I thought we looked a bit lackadaisical. I thought we looked a bit lethargic. I didn't think the pitch was great. I thought for both sides, I thought the pitch was looked quite slow as a pitch. But, you know, look, overall, um, I thought the second half we were outstanding. But I'm sure we get into the, like, on game on, into the game on a on a you know minute by minute basis I suppose if you want to call it that but John for you um you know a lot of people said that this game it could be one of those where if if Liverpool beat City two or three or City do Liverpool two or three it could have a real effect on the season going going forward um I didn't think that but um were you worried going into it or did you think this might have an effect. And did it, did it kind of show in the first half of you that Liverpool were a little apprehensive about it? I felt there was a degree of anxiety amongst all of us as fans, given that the pre-season has been more laboured perhaps than anticipated. Things seem to come together against Lyon. And I think for me, watching the first half, initially I was thinking, man, what I really don't want to see is that um, City run riot here. And then the early part of the first half, it felt like they were creating a lot of chances. Sterling looked very dangerous. We looked sloppy, asleep at the back. I'm always conscious that we train hard in half of the season, but you're realising that this season's starting very early and City are very much our direct competitors. And it was concerning to see that they looked so sharp and we took a while to engage. Where I um, took strength um, was our second half performance. We really got a grip of the game. We came out and I think we showed the metal of champions. We showed that we weren't intimidated by how City were starting. And in fact, actually, we rose to the occasion. And I think that speaks volumes about decisions to uh, maintain the current squad, to sign everybody. There was a little bit of me thinking in the first half going, if this doesn't go well, you know how Twitter's going to be. We should have freshened up. We should have brought in a couple of new faces. And you know what? That is the instinctive response. We all know that Bob Paisley said that you strengthen when you're ahead. But I'm also conscious that when we point out other seasons when we have come close, when we brought in other players, players they weren't the right players and we lost key players who, who made a difference. Losing people like Xabi Alonso was not compensated by bringing in Aquilani. So to hang on to our best players and to see that performance without Sadio Mane, who was our best player, I think, coming into the final furlong of last season, I think um, left me feeling that, yes, it's disappointing not to win. Penalties, probably the most frustrating way to lose a game. But... We came out of that having really rattled City. We had the post, I think, three times. We had one goal cleared off the line. We had one that my gut said was over the line, but the computer said it wasn't. We come out of that, okay, we lost the game, but I think City go away knowing that we haven't given an inch, and I think they know that we're going to be there all the way through this season. And I think that's the key signal we wanted to send today. 
Um, Liverpool, Chris asks, is there any transfer news coming up? We will. I don't know if there's, don't think there's any news, but I think we'll we'll have a little chat about the, the transfer window. We definitely will. There's only oh, four days to go, is there? Um, four days to go. Kevin Sullivan says his biggest worry going into the season is Origi on the left. His goals off the bench glossed over certain things. Um, Origi, to me, looked a bit off at today. I don't think he, he was up to... He didn't seem to suit what we were trying to do. I think we needed someone down the left that was actually going to go hard at... at, at um, I think it was Walker playing right back. I think we needed someone that was going to go hard hard at him, and, and it didn't really happen. Um, but, Grace, just starting off the game, um, you know, City lead after about 15-odd minutes, I think it is. Um, is it... Is it one of those where I've seen it coming? I thought it was coming, Grizz. Did, did you feel like that? Did you feel like we are slow starting and they seem to be zipping the ball around just a little bit faster than us? Well, I thought we're gonna. I thought I thought you might ask me about the selection um, of the team, which might have surprised a few people. I think it surprised me as well. If I'm honest with you, the selection of Gomez ahead of Matip. You know, Gav, we've discussed Matic uh, quite a bit and I'm not his biggest, biggest fan. Haven't been his biggest, biggest fan, I should say. But credit always where credit's due and the, the guy hasn't put a foot wrong last season. I mean, I really don't remember him having a bad, sort of a standout bad game. And in fact, many would argue, come near the end of the season, he was probably our best centre-back. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, there was times where... You know, even the great, the great Virgil Van Dijk seemed a bit off his game, and Matic was absolutely immaculate. So I think it was a bit of a surprise in terms of Gomez starting, but I can understand because Sterling's been playing through the middle all preseason, and so he thought Sane and the pace of Sane, Sterling, maybe Joe would have been better suited than Matic on that right centre back position. Mm-hmm. Um, we it looked as though we were pressing them very high. We normally play a high line in terms of defence, but I don't think the connect between the midfield with the defence or the midfield with the attack was quite right to play that high line <clears throat> so early. We settled down, but as you say, that first fifteen twenty minutes they did target Trent, who yeah, who has been a little bit ropey. Let's just say. Um, Preseason, and 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 you could see clearly it was a tactic to get in behind him. Um, as a result of uh, as a, as a result of that, young Joe Gomez was sort of trying to cover two positions, if you know what I mean, and kept getting caught out. It was a bit of uncertainty. We sorted that out, but yeah, in that first 15, 20 minutes, and sort of that, the goal was quite shambolic, wasn't it? Um, our set piece defending has been a bit iffy in preseason. I've no doubts that'll be ironed out once the real, mm-hmm. once the real stuff can start. Sorry, but yeah, it's like I mean, look, we say that that they had a few chances, but we had a couple of clear cut chances as well. I remember mm-hmm. Bobby Firmino who looked absolutely sparkling today. Very good to see him um, in such good nick so early on. Normally he comes back drunk, isn't it, Gav? <laughs> yeah, just a little he looked, bit. He looked, he looked really on it today. Really on it. So, yeah, I mean, look, that first opening 20 minutes could have been too old and no one would have grumbled. But, yeah, they took an early goal lead, which, um, <coughs> you know, set a couple of alarm bells in the way it was planning out at the time. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just, I did honestly feel that 
we were just that little bit off it. Um, we seemed to be just adjusting to their shape. I think it might have been. You know, they, they were they were attacking us down Trent side all the time. Salah seemed to be caught between. You know, trying to stay up against his fullback, but then they were trying to overload down Trent side. Anyway, so it was it was a bit of a. I suppose it was it, it was just one of those where we tried we tried to adjust. I thought we got into the game, John, as the get, as the half went on. I thought well, well, yes. one thing I one thing I did think was I thought we got into it. I thought we got in behind them a few times, but they got behind us a few times as well because our line was quite high, and with the line being quite high, and we us not putting enough pressure on the ball, the likes of De Bruyne was breaking through. Rod, your man Rodri was looking for that ball in between centre half and fullback all the time. Yeah, but. Uh, we seemed to grow into it as the first half went on, didn't we? And then the second half, we really Klopp has a ward, and we really, really started to look. Like we 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 absolutely suffocated them second half. Yeah, I think um, De Bruyne ran off Robertson a few times as well with a lot, with runs that seemed uh, initially very simple, but again, he's extremely good. He times them very well. I think they look for the diagonals to hit us in the fullbacks. I think that Trent is traditionally targeted because everybody else is so strong. I think that. Gomez, interesting choice. I was guessing maybe that because he's been injured, um, he came back early, maybe to, maybe to training. Maybe he's looked a little bit sharper. Maybe there's a little bit of saying to Mati, this is what you've got to do to be in the team. There's no favourites. We all start from zero. But we did look much stronger, I think, at the back when Mati came in and Gomez moved to right back. They certainly didn't be, they weren't able to use that all right side as a potential vulnerability. But I think the pluses for us in the first half were that Salah was getting in behind Zinchenko with real pace and power. And okay, so he, he didn't hit the goal. He didn't, he didn't score a goal today, but you talk about getting into the right positions and he did it again and again and again. And he actually did a lot of the hard stuff, making it look very easy. He also looks very strong. He's got more powerful since, um, since he's become the sort of dominant goal scorer for us. But I think that for us, what was interesting for me was that most of the changes that we made were bringing on attacking midfielders. And I know that we look for uh, people with a, a variety of midfield skills, but Lalana looked very good. Um, Shakri looked very good. People were making, bringing an awful lot to it. I think, um, I think overall, I mean, there's a lot to be happy about today. I mean, we go into this thinking we come out of this showing City that we are as good as we were last season, and we're not going to be shrugged off. But yes, it was um, the first half was a little bit trying for me. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Mikey says there that Hendo, Genie and Fab, there was zero creativity. It needed Koita or Ox or crying out for a 10. I agree with him there. I thought Fabina was okay. I thought Henderson, he stayed on the pitch. But the, I think it was nearly the entire game, was it? Or maybe the entire... No, he got subbed late on. But he was really flagging from about 70. Um, and then when Alden tried and tried and tried, but really couldn't get into it. I thought in the second half, Keita's ability to drop deep and take it and move it. It was a big thing. So I agree with Mikey there on that. Um, somebody says he there... Looked, he looked, I, thought, I thought Keita looked dangerous for us today. He it absolutely was did. Because last season, obviously, we expected so much from him. We'd all tracked him when he was uh, uh, when he was still at Leipzig. And we could see that he offered this ball-winning ability as well as this uh, uh, ability to link with the forwards and get forward and score goals. And today it just seemed like the ball was running for him, like his foot was getting to the right place at the right time, like they're one second early rather than one second late. I thought Henderson and Ginny did struggle in the first half in midfield. And I know that there's the traditional complaints about Henderson being very orthodox, but I wonder how much of that is down to the fact that their game is based on athleticism and we're coming out of pre-season and they've been training hard. But um, also, 
you know, there is that sort of thing when you talk about what you think you might fantasize about us buying in midfield as some with a bit more creativity. So it was nice to see that Lalana could link play. He had some marvelous moments of very deft footwork, creating a chance for Keita that he couldn't put away. Uh, uh, and Keita again starting to sparkle going forward. Fabinho, I think, in the first half looked a little bit isolated and sluggish initially, but he battled his way into the game too. And you kind of come away thinking that, uh, again, we have a great blend of different abilities in midfield. It might largely be rugged, but that's the nature of how we play. We want midfielders who can get up and down. They need to run all day. They need to be able to tackle as well as support the attack. And I think Ox will take some pleasure from that because I saw him being interviewed saying that he'd find preseason very difficult, very tiring. And again, from a long time out, you imagine it is playing with this regularity. But Grizz, you pointed out that the uh, the Charity Shield is a glorified friendly. I would have loved to have won today. I can't pretend that I wouldn't. I tweeted that I'm gutted we didn't win, and someone pulled me up saying, behave, it's just the Charity Shield. But, you know, this is Liverpool. A winning game sets a standard for what we want to achieve. But given that we didn't win, it's nice to come out feeling we bloodied Man City. They know they were in a fight. You could see they were nervous. You could see how angry Pep was about that. 50-50 clash when Silva went down, two players with their foot up. So it's good to know we left our mark and it was the closest possible margin to lose. I just, in passing, was remembering before that that we beat Man City in the FA Youth Cup final and penalties earlier in, uh, towards the end of last season. And that was very satisfying, I think, not least because LaRucci was our best player in the day, but also because it was at Man City and Pep was at the game and it was uh, amusing to watch him get up and storm out when they missed their penalty and knew they'd lost. So I hoped that we could carry that forward. But, you know, it's not the end of the world. No, it's absolutely not. Grizz, um, like, looking over the whole game, um, he goes with a line-up, uh, a starting line-up that I probably expected them to do. Um, a couple of questions coming in here, Grizz, so I'm going to give you a few, OK? Um, is that line-up the line-up you will see against Norwich on Friday? And two, is have we indeed got Pep Guardiola even more freaked than we had him last year? <laughs> uh, look, in terms of the lineup, I understand the frustrations from majority of the fan base when we say that there's not much creativity in this in this um, um, the three that he always picks. But I do think. He's always going to pick this against the um, the likes of Man City um, just because of the sheer uh, running power, running yeah. ability power, combativeness, you know, of that of that three. And it was proved to be right in that second half. Yes, on the ball, uh, Ginny, Hendo weren't very good. Let's not beat around the bush. We failed to gain control. Never mind create. We didn't even sort of control the game as we would have liked in that first half. But again, the strengths of that three were shown in that first half an hour of that second half where we just mm-hmm. totally harassed the shit out of them. They didn't have a chance to breathe anywhere yeah. on the pitch. And that's very uh, rarely done to this Man City team. I mean, you know, I'm not a stats man. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm far from a stats man, but I'd like to, but I'd like to know if uh, if there is any sort of statisticians out there to see how much possession and how much in that half we played in that second half compared to sort of cities. I think you know. I think we were. I think they had about sixty percent possession in the fourth half. 
and mm. it ended up with us having around 59% possession. There you go. Um, oh, wow. That is... Sorry, now, some, somebody also says there that Hes- Barry Carr says Henderson wasn't awful, just a few poor, poor force touches. Now, I don't think Henderson was awful at all. I just thought Henderson was... They were, they were all trying in midfield. It just wasn't clicking for them. And Absolutely. Henderson just think- looked out on his feet after 70-75. Yeah, it's just to single out anyone, I think, would be very unfair. As Agreed. A team, as a team, we were lacklustre for that first 45 minutes. And apart from Mo, who had probably one of his best games without scoring. You know, he was an absolute menace uh, to Man City. I thought Bobby, as I've touched on before, looked very good. You know my thoughts on Big Div. I can't I can't stand him on the left. He's a legend. He will go down in history as an absolute legend and I'm forever in debt with, to him. But I can't stand him on the left. Now, I don't know if I've got any Again, statistical evidence to back that up with, but he just looks, he just looks lost to me, Gav. I don't think he's got the guile, the intelligence, the touch to play out wide and left. His attributes for me are suited to play through the middle, but hey, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and argue with Klopp. If Klopp thinks he can do a job out on the left, then I will back it. It's just my personal opinion. We can. And that's the one I, I tweeted that few days ago. You know, I would love if, you know, I'll, I, I'm not one of these guys who plays, you know, uh, uh, FIFA and manager, you know, on, on PlayStations and, and think, you know, we can sign five, six players to, rem- you know, to fix all our problems. But, I, but if there was one position or one role, if someone could offer me one position we could improve on, it would be that left wing alternative to Sadio Mane. Because I really mm. don't think we've got a like for like. I know he's tried Ox in in, in a couple of preseason games. It hasn't worked. Ryan Kent, we know, is out of favour and is going to leave. You know, I just don't think we've got a like for like in terms of the quality. I mean, we're not going to get a quality of Sadio Mane as a reserve, but someone just under the quality of Mane. You see, Chris, my my argument is is that um, if you buy somebody for the left wing, you put Mane in in the middle of the pitch. Well, yeah, I can play the middle of the pitch. Um, just a few stats for you. We had 42% possession in the first half. We had 64 in the second half. We had, wow. three, we had 310 passes to their 177 in the second half. We had <laughs> oh, 17 wow. shots to eight. Mikey says it was a hot day, dry pitch. Yeah, Mikey, that was a massive thing for me, especially in the first half. And, and throughout the game, the ball, when, you were trying, when they were trying to get it to, say, Salah, and even City trying to get it to their players... You could mm. see, you could actually see the mark on the grass as the ball was rolling. It was like it was mm. too long, you know. Pep must have thrown the, the, the he must have thrown the grounds on a fiver to keep it a little bit long to stop <laughs> it. Um, are we getting any transfer news on Monday? Says uh, Kula King. Um, I'm hearing rumours. Tell us the rumours you're hearing. People are asking, is there any updates for, uh, from Grizz on Fernandez or Coutinho? Um, I don't think there is any more. I think he just, um, he just. What he said the other day with regards to Coutinho talks and we see how it goes. Yeah, we stick for that. Avi Hunter is, uh, should be around. He's usually around watching. Um, uh, Barry Carr, I think it was Barry Carr wants to know is it Avi or Barry buying the uh, the champagne? Um, you can decide that between ourselves. But um, just me and people are just telling me here that there, there seems to be a connection problem with regards to the stream. It's actually a, it's actually a Skype problem. 
Um, so what I've done cool. is I've, I've actually removed the lads off the screen to try speed up Skype so we can get the audio through a bit better. If it is still act, if it is still acting up, let me know. Um, but there is a Skype problem. I can see it on my on my computer here as well. But um, what was I going to say to you? Let's look forward to Norwich, okay? So it's the first game of the season. We were talking about this in the Fatback for daily last night. A few lads were saying that look, it's it's one of those like um. I hate playing promoted sides early in the in the season. It's their cup final, and people, other people are saying, "Yeah, but we're at home and different things." All things being equal, Grizz, um, this should be a standard three points for Liverpool. And you know something, I don't mind losing that on penalties today because I get a horrible feeling that Norwich are about to get their ass kicked on Friday because they're yeah. going to be singing a bit in this. What do you reckon, Grizz? Well, I hope so, Gav. I mean, as as uh, as me and you and a few other lads are going to be. Going to the game, we're we're hoping it's a uh, it's a party party atmosphere, carnival type atmosphere with the with the with the first game of the European champions. Um, do they? Do, does anyone know? Do we get a a parade of the trophy before a game or anything like that? Is there Don't anything know. of that sort? No, there won't be. The, 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 you might have two fringe players bringing out the European Cup because it's the first home game, but. I, I can see Anfield being absolutely rocking on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting mm. a, I'm a look with it being a Friday night game. You know, I think the atmosphere should be too much for Norwich, and we don't need the atmosphere to be too good for Norwich. We are too good for Norwich. We will be too good for Norwich. They're a very good team. They are a very good team. You're going to laugh, but I did watch quite a bit of them. Uh, they have, but they've got very attacking fullbacks. Similar to ours, and very young attacking fullbacks. And I think after watching Mo Salah's performance today, you know, if there's any um, players who play the FPL, the Fantasy Premier League, I'll tell you what, I'd, 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 I'd go for a triple captain <laughs> on Mo Salah for that. For Friday. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, he's, he, he was looking hot today, and, and that left back of uh, Norwich, I think it's, oh, I can't remember his name now. Do we have a look uh, at him? We link, we link with him at some right. point. Jamal is there always Lewis, a... I, I think it's Jamal Lewis because we were we were interested in him. Quick gets uh, forward, yeah. I think I think Mo Salah could have a field day if they try to play their normal game. Norwich are a footballing t- team, mm. and you know what we're like against footballing teams. We absolutely. Oh do yeah, if if they, if they if they decide that they want to. Um, Start, you know, playing short goal kicks to the six-yard box and trying to play our way through us. Um, yeah. It could be an absolute massacre. Um, what was I going to say? Pick, Grizz, pick me a team for Monday. Monday, Friday. Friday. I think it's difficult. I, I think I think Matic has got to get back into that team, I think. I've got a feeling he probably brings Matic back. I think there'll be plenty of rotation this. But does he this, drop uh, Gomez? This, does he drop Gomez? Because Gomez obviously filled okay. in very well for Trent, but I guess against Norwich, you don't feel they'll put Trent under as much par, par, under pressure, so he exactly, can rampage. Yeah, exactly that, John. Exactly that. Even though Trent didn't have his best game, he still got weapons in his armory that yeah. will help us at home to Norwich. I think the midfield is where we change it up. Mm. I can see definitely Naby starting, possibly ahead of Ginny. Um, but what I, about what about Ox in there instead of Hendo? I can't see Ox starting yet, John. Yeah. I I know we've been very positive and we've yeah, been very, very upbeat. The slight the slight concern for me in this preseason 
it's to be expected. It's not really a concern. I'm just maybe being sort of harsh, maybe slightly overcritical. But Ox, I think we're going to be, have to be patient with Ox. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and it was very good that he noticed himself. It just shows the intelligence of the kid. And, you know, mm. he knows where he is. You know, he's disappointed in his performances. A lot of people have been sort of upbeat about his performances. I haven't seen that drive and that dynamism that Ox brought from December to sort of before he got injured, you know, in that mm. year. Um, but, you know, it's a long, long process for Ox. It has been, sorry. And I think we've got a couple of months more to be sort of to see the true Ox. Be thing careful. Again. Yeah. Mm. So I think, oh, are you picking this team or what? Yeah, so I'll just pick the team. So basically, I've gone for the same back four with Matip instead of Gomez. And I personally would do Naby for Ginny or Hendo. I think Ginny. And mm, I, don't think Mane, I don't think Mane will start. I think I think Div will carry on for another game. Yeah. Agreed. I'm, I'm in the same opinion. I think Keita maybe for Ginny because Keita looked good. And I don't think Norwich will maybe need to make us so cautious in midfield, but I expect Hendo to start because he's the captain. Um, and you're quite right, Ox needs a little bit more time. So, yeah, I would agree with the, t- the same selection as you with Matipa in for Jomez at centre-back, just because everything seems so much more stable and also because he is very good at playing out from the back. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be the end of the world if Jomez started. It was interesting that he got the nod today, and I wonder if that's just based on early sharpness in pre-season because maybe he came back earlier. But I'm guessing more than anything else. Okay. Um, I'll go with Alisson and goal. Trent right-back, Robertson left-back. I'll go with Gomez and Van Dijk centre-half. I'll go mm-hmm. with Fabinho, Keita, Henderson. And I'll go with Mane, Firmino, Salah. Okay. Um, do, you, do, you think, I, do you think Manny will be back? Do you think yeah, people I think, get Manny a rest? I think he plays 70 for, games. I think, play, I think he plays 45. We absolutely upend them for 45 yeah. minutes and then we take them off. <laughs> um, that's, Fair play, that's, yeah. that's, that's where I'm going to go. I hope to see that. I, do you know why? Not just because what a player he is, but I want Liverpool to go out and go here. We're not fucking about here. You know, yeah. this fella's ready and we're going for it and not, nobody's going to tell us any different. Um, I think... I, on that on that thing though, I would probably leave Mel that trip to play Chelsea, um, and give him mm. another week off going into Southampton. That's the way I probably walk it. Um, right, uh, boom, boom. Let me see, Grizz, Friday. We're at we're at Anfield. We're in Liverpool. I'll, I'm in Liverpool towards the. You're joining me on Friday. We are going now. You're gonna eat halal and drink soft drinks, and I'm gonna eat everything. Mango, but, I'm gonna eat everything but halal <laughs> and, drink, <laughs> and drink it and drink everything that's not soft drinks. Um, so, what's, what's the predictions? What's your prediction, uh, Chris? Yeah, you know, my predictions are usually very spot on, so I've got to be careful. I predicted penalties today. It was penalties. Mm. Uh, um, you did. You follow, I hope you followed my uh, predictions and won loads of money. Um, I think Norwich. I'm looking at Gav. I'm looking at a four-one. Four-one. Okay. Uh, I was gonna go. I was gonna go with four-nil because I think that uh, Gavin, you make an interesting point. Bring Mane in. Show mission statement that no games will be taken lightly. It would be nice to start all guns blazing. Particularly okay. So we're disappointed we didn't win today. We know it's a great performance, but we want to get back to winning ways immediately. We know. We can't afford to even lose one game. We lost one game last season. Like the difference of a goal between being a, a being a champion, a, a UK champion, Premiership champion, and European champion. So we knew margins are tight, and I'd like to be strong. I don't 
expect us to concede against Norwich. I think we'll have learned from today. We were up against our most formidable opponents who did, you know, the diagonal thing attacking our full backs, but we'll be ready for this against Norwich. And I think we'll be too strong for them. I think we'll hurt them on Friday. Okay. Uh, you're going to go 4 0, are you? Yep. Okay. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go 4 1. Um, no, fuck that. I'm going 5 0. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very bullish about this season. Um, I think, uh, like every, uh, uh, yeah, like every season. Yeah, if you're not in it, if you're not in it, believing you're going to win it, don't bother showing up. That's yeah, but also it. our second, our second half today. You know, we were buffeted in the first half, and you're thinking a wee bit of you goes, oh god, this could be awkward. We could be two down here, you know, and, and then. We got a grip and we battered them in the second half. Like, like you know, the reason we're disappointed is we know we were better than them. And that's Man City, you know, who won three trophies last season, who have literally unlimited resource. And this is something that peeves me a little bit when it comes up. Oh, they've got such great squad depth. There's never much focus on the fact of where it comes from, that they can't sell out home games in the Premiership or on the Champions League. And you go, well, how do they get away with spending this money? But whatever it is, we have to beat what's in front of us. And that's why I think... The professionalism shown in the second half, if we carry that through to Norwich, I think we'll be okay, you know, because it's one, it is one game at a time. So let's, let's crush Norwich at home uh, and send out a, set a marker for what we're going to do for the rest of the season. And whether we rest Mane for Norwich to so be super fresh for Chelsea or not is debatable, but there's enough in that first team today we showed against Man City that we shouldn't be too concerned. Touchwood, of course, never want to be unprofessional about anything, but I'm quite bullish. Yeah, you know something. Um, I think I think looking into it, I think we need to set a marker out. I think you're right. I think we need to go into every game. And uh, the first half today, we 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 looked like we were finding our feet. The second half, we really looked like we hit our stride. And to be honest with you, that game goes on another ten minutes. I think we beat them. Um, yeah. Toxic Calamari says the same prediction as Gav. Yeah, that's because I'm sound. You know yourself. Um, <laughs> just just a quick one before you probably close it. Yeah. We've discussed this before, and and I don't think we've we've touched upon it. Who was our man of the match? If we go around one by one, interesting. Um, okay, uh, John, I'll let you go first. Well, you know what? I tweeted Lalana, but I know that part of what my thinking is. I, I get disappointed with our fan base needing a constant need for a scapegoat, and they go. Uh, some of the stat lads go, "Oh, well, I would sell him straight away," and you're going. Man, he's been injured for two years. He's got a big contract because he earned it when he was 28 and Spurs wanted him. I really like that he sparkled today. I loved his deafness of feet. I love the fact he offers something different and he looked a bit quicker than he did when he was sluggish at the end of last season. But really, I suppose you have to look at Van Dijk, who, again, is rock solid. City try and play away from him because he's so dominant. And also because that back four got its act together in the second half and we didn't look like we wobbled. I think that um, Naby Keita sparkled a little bit when he came on and I really liked seeing that because, as I said before, we expected so much last season and it took to the final third of the season before he really started to show. But great to see him firing now towards the end of pre-season. I think that means for me I want to see him start against Norwich and play on. But, um, but you know, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Who, who stood out for you, Grizz? Who was your favourite? So you've gone for... Lalana. I went with Lalana, but just because I wanted to show support for a player who's been written off and he's come back and really delivered when he came on. Admittedly, second half against the towering Man City, but I'd like him to offer something this season. I, I know what you mean. I think, I think it may be a controversial because he missed so many chances, but I thought Salah looked yeah. absolutely brilliant today. Mustard. He looked 
I mean, a lot of times last season, Salah would score goal after goal, but his performance would be absolute poo. Like, he couldn't mm. trap a... You know, he, he wouldn't be able to trap a ball, you know. Ball would be bouncing off him and his control and his touch and his strength would be there. We saw all that. We saw all that today. We saw him terrorise that left side of, of Man City. Just, just the finishing wasn't there or the final pass or the final shot wasn't there, which will no doubt come. But for me, I think I'd go for Mo Salah. Yeah, yeah. he's going to hurt Norwich, isn't um, he? I'm in agreement with you about Salah. And the reason is I, I thought Trent was poor in the first half and Salah looked like he was trying to do a hybrid of, of defending against City and also trying to cause them some sort of uh, of threat and be a threat to them and, and you know, give take a lot of the attention mm. of Man City onto himself while trying to find out what the fuck Trent Alexander-Arnold was up to, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but the second half, I thought what he'd done brilliant was he went out wide, mm. stayed out wide, he persisted on staying out wide, and that lad Zinchenko couldn't come near him because he was no. borne him in behind in the gap. Or he couldn't stand off him because what happened was Salah gets a run on you and he'd go outside or he'd fake inside. And the thing about Salah is, it's like it's like Aryan Robin for years. He's running at you and you know where he's going. He's dropping his shoulder and he's going. Yeah. Left. But he's doing that at that much speed that you can know it all you want. You're just not getting there. Listen, Salah broke through in the second half. I think Otto Mendy came out and making a fantastic challenge against him. But a split second, a fully sharp and ready Salah in a league game skips past him and he's in. He, he's, his finishing is, is not wasn't quite there. He had a good few shots. He's ahead of that saved off the line when he should have really scored the first chance. But the option he gives us in the second half and he, he literally goes from from you know covering his fullback first half to just terrorising them second half. And you have to remember, City were turning. But the reason City were turning was because if you look down that side of the pitch, the, mm. the energy was gone out of them. The only energy they were shown was down the right-hand side when De Bruyne was mm. trying to get down there and maybe if Sterling was down the middle. But anything mm. for Jesus down the left and, and Zinchenko, they were gone. They were out on their feet. Rodri was out on his feet. You know, so I think uh, it, not just on the ball, Salah, I just think everything he done today really affected their game second half and more importantly affected their game because they were trying to adjust to this guy just stepping her up from probably... That's a good point. 90%. Um, so, I've got, so I have to give it to Salah after saying all that, really, don't I? Um, but, yeah, I would give Kevin, it to... Kevin, can I just, can I just ask something? Yeah. One thing that I just, do you remember whenever Trent got pulled up and they said they were VARing him for a red card? And clearly he went through and he hit Silva and I had a wee go at him after. I hadn't noticed Silva causing much trouble off the ball, but clearly he's not popular with our team and Trent definitely went through him and fair play to him because that's you know, part of the game. You what did you did you say did you see? Was it was it just Niggles or No, do you, do you did, know what I think it is with Bernardo Silva and as much as I admire City as a football team and not so much as a club, but as a football team, as I admire them, I admire their manager, I admire what they do. Um you know and they're they're a fantastic football team. But if you look through their team, you know, Walker, Stones uh, Otamendi probably not as much but mm. with the likes of if you look through the players in there Sterling um, David Silva Aguero they'll all put their foot in they'll all get yeah. stuck in they can take a little shoulder they can take a tackle he seems to be the only one that can't 
Now, people have said, oh, what an engine on Bernardo Silva, and he's so mm. this and he's so that. Don't get me wrong, he was fantastic last season. He's good player. But the one thing that gets to Bernardo Silva and stands him out from the rest of the City team is, when he gets hit, he goes down extremely easy. And I, yeah. think, that, I think that gets on Liverpool's players' nerves. I think there's a mutual respect between both teams that, listen, we'll play football at 100 miles an hour, we'll hit each other hard and fair, and we'll see who comes out best. And it's, game. You know, yep. and, it's, and it's a fair game, whereas I think he doesn't adhere to the rules as much, you know. Um, I don't think... I'd quickly just add to that, quickly, I know we're running out of time. No, uh, no, I have all night. I, I, don't, I don't think... I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's the fact that he can't take it, Gav. I think it's the side to him where it reminds me, because I made a tweet about him comparing him to Herrera. He has mm. a snide side to him. Yes. And, it, and it's the running to the referee, which he constantly does. That's what irks the likes of Robbo in that second half who went into him hard. You know, he's always, always got a thing to say to the referees. And for, and for most professionals, that's the most irritating thing. Yeah. Um, you know, when you've got a fellow player who's just, he, he will not engage with players. That's what's snide about him, Gav. Yeah, because... You know, you know, you get the type of players where just stand up to another player, give it the verbals, give and take, no problem. He's the type to ignore the players and run to the referee. And that's the most annoying thing. You know when you're having a go, where are you running off to, you stupid little... And he'll ignore you and run off to the referee and say... Yeah. But you see, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at City and Liverpool over the last couple of seasons, particularly since Pepper arrived, there's been hard games, really hard games. There's been plenty of tackles. There's been physical. There's been 100 mile an hour. Yeah. But there's never, but there's never been anything nasty. Never. No. Now, you could talk about Mane getting sent off at Edison, but for me, that was a fellow with a guy on the ball. You know, it's a striker, um, a striker yeah. and a goalkeeper who's 40 feet out of the yeah, area. Yeah. In my language, sorry. But no, you can course all you like. Um, it's, but to me, there's been nothing nasty in it. And I think, despite them having a little niggle at each other, they kind of, I'd say both teams walk off, they win the players' lounge and they go, good game. You know, whereas yeah. this, this fella just doesn't seem to be on the same page as the rest of them. Now, it may come where someone might say to him, you know, is, um, you know, you might need, when these games come along, this is how they're played. We know each other and that's it. You know, the kind of way, but we'll see how it goes. Lads, the last 10 minutes, I am, I have to get on to some transfers because if I don't answer some of this stuff, the people, that, but the people that are watching are going to have me strung up and they're going to, um, <laughs> I don't know, send a pallet of lilt to me house or something like that. Um, News tonight, but Grizz, that Diabala is staying put. Lukaku is staying put. <laughs> United have offered 55 million for Glenn Murray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, that's, that last bit's not true. Um, um, Diabala's turned them down, hasn't he? He yeah. said he's not going. They're saying they've walked away. And you're like, he said no. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, I think, I think he wants something like 350 grand a week, um, to compensate the fact that he's in the Europa League. Um, yeah. I don't think they're willing to do that because, let's be honest, they've done that with a few players and it just hasn't worked for them. <laughs> So, yeah. do you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to go back to the question that I've asked for the last couple of weeks and on the daily show, we, we talk about it daily because it's, it's the summer. That's what it's there to talk about. You know, some mm. people, have, some people have said to me, are you going on about transfers again? What would you like me to talk about? We can talk about Coronation Street. I don't really mind. <laughs> I, have, I, I have a half an hour and I will talk about anything to anyone as the people on the daily show know. Um, so, uh, Rimmer88 uh, LFC make, makes a good one. Uh, company on Saleh. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I, yeah, that's a nasty one. I think that's a nasty one. Mistimed, but, you know, yeah, you have a fair point there. Um, Liverpool versus everybody says Salah was atrocious today. Uh, I slightly disagree. Um, Franny <laughs> Carr says that Bernardo is an ultra competitor. Um, he is an ultimate competitor. I just think he does, doesn't compete. And um, 
I just don't think he he competes the way his teammates and Liverpool lads mm-hmm. um um compete. So Graves, I'll come to you first. Um, loads of people are asking any update on transfers, anything happening, what do you reckon? Blah blah blah. So let let me just remind you the state of play, Grizz. Yeah, are you still with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, here we go. The latest state of play is Grizz. That I told people on the Daily Show on I think it was Thursday night. It might have been Friday. I'm not too sure. Um, that you ha- were chatting to me. Uh, Liverpool were talking to Barcelona about a two-year um, loan deal with an option to buy at the end of it. Uh, we wanted. Barcelona to pay half his wage, they really weren't going to go for you, didn't think it was going to happen um, you weren't too sure on Bruno Fernandes but you did reckon that Monday would be a day that his signing would be announced um, do you stand by that, do you want to change that statement, do you want me to, what would you like me to do with that Chris and give us an update go, 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 go no, 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 I don't want you to um, say anything, I'm about to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, the state of play as far as my opinion and what I think will happen is I think we're still, despite all the denials in the media, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, we're trying to bring in attacking player. Um, who that attacking player? No one knows for sure. Um, some have opinions, some have informed opinions, some have wild guesses. Whatever, however one one wants to take it, they can take it. Uh, in my opinion, one of those players is Phil Coutinho, who has been talked about. The deal is unlikely, as I told you. I mean, I think you told all your bloody listeners. Chris has said it's happening. No, I didn't say that. Oh, no, I just missed it. I read your text message again, didn't you? I said said, said it's very unlikely. It's very unlikely they accept our proposal Mm -hmm. because the catch, because the deal, as far as I know, Gavis, or as I've been told uh, from uh, an old lady in a pub, was that the two-year loan is not an... um, we're not agreeing to buy at the end of it. So it's not mm-hmm. an obligation to buy. And that's one of the main sticking points is we're not willing, we're not saying we're obliged to buy at the end of the two year loan, which Barcelona won't accept, in my opinion. Obviously, we know fluid, the transfers are fluid. We don't know what's actually being discussed as of since then. Things can change, things can happen. Um, I'd be very surprised if Barcelona accept our proposal. But I'm hoping they do, but I'd be very surprised. With the Bruno Fernandez link, I think. Um, but that's not that's not yours to talk about. That's Abby Hunter's baby. Go on. Okay, fair enough. No, no go on. I'm only messing with you. Go on. <laughs> basically, basically, I think Spurs have got their man. The Spurs were just a tactic to get Los Celso of Betis. Mm. They have him. Um, it then. Has that been confirmed? Uh, near enough confirmed. I okay. Think. They All definitely right. want him. Yeah, I think it's near enough confirmed they've agreed. I think they're on the verge of agreement. So that tactic worked. It leaves from the rumoured clubs, Man United, who have denied. I think, I think, I think somebody said earlier that it's been reported tonight that uh, Fernandez is no longer on United's radar. Okay, well, there could be a reason why he's not on, no longer on the radar, but I don't want to add to the speculation. Well, they're not selling Pogba now. They've said that they're not going to sell Pogba today. They said that that the chance of the deal was done. John, do you know what it is? Mm. I really think there's a lot of things simmering. Not Mm. necessarily for Liverpool. I'm just saying... There's a few moves going to happen. uh, Yeah, that's right. So as as we near transfer deadline day, I think we've actually got, finally, a countdown to transfer deadline that's worthy of sort of Jim White's and Sky Sports sort of coverage. What about about, about Usman Dembele? The one rumour I'd heard... Which was from Ben Smith, who used to be the BBC's Northwestern Liverpool correspondent, 
I'd heard through some um, some people I know that he said we were in very strongly for Dembele and we're offering wages. And I'm wondering if the Neymar thing, if thing will happen, will he be up for grabs? If particularly if they can't move Coutinho, and you realise that Coutinho, no one Liverpool aren't going to take him with an option to buy because he'd be 29 at the end of a two-year deal, and we're not going to spend 100 million this on a 29-year-old. And, and the other one that thinks in play is that Sessegnon hasn't happened to Spurs. And he's a left-sided player. We want cover at left-back, but also he can play left-wing. He can play midfield. He's very young. He's English. I wonder if £25 million is the price of maybe we'd be tempted if Spurs haven't moved. But again, that's based just more on he's in play and he's got that UK passport. Is that a strategic buy for us? But Dembele was the one that I heard very strongly from Asif Kapadia and also Ben Smith said that he's going to come to Liverpool and we want to buy him. And I'd love that because you talk about a Mane alternative. I mean, again, oh, we haven't seen Brewster oh, today. Brewster, 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 Brewster wasn't involved. Brewster can come from his flanks. We kind of think of him as a nine, but, you know, you think he could do the Firmino thing. It'll be interesting. I, I agree that Origi seems a little bit orthodox off the left, but you can't argue with his goal-scoring ratio, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not a bad pair of the team. But, but Dembele and Sessegnon will be two players I'd be very keen to see come to Liverpool, but that's just fantasy football from me. For me, um, if someone's out there, what about tomorrow? Does he think tomorrow? Grace did say he felt that tomorrow would be the day, so we're staying on mm-hmm. that. We're staying on that for tomorrow. Um, I think I think tomorrow or Tuesday, you have to... You have to you have to look at something happening in those two days because as somebody said earlier, then you have to go for you know transfers agreed, contracts agreed, medicals booked, medicals carried out, stuff like that. Now I know deals can get ruined really really late in windows, but when they're done really really late, it's because the the the, the contact is being made on a Tuesday when the when the when it closes on a Thursday. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, for me, um, just um. Let me see. Well, players some, out. We're some, looking at is, is, is Lovren. Is Lovren going to go? I wonder, no, I, I don't. Know. I don't. I don't see Lovren going. To be honest with you, mm, um, too late. No, probably a bit late now. To, if it, well, if unless we've been looking at alternatives in the background, but nothing's really come out about that. Uh, some stone fella announced the Bruno thing. He's quite reliable. Uh, sounds like he's less blown social media. Blah, blah, blah. Right, not too sure what that is, Barry. I, I think you might have had one too many cans. Um, but <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, but I love Barry. Barry's Barry's one of he came out with one of the best um, comments I've ever had on this show and the Fatback Four Daily. Um, but the thing is, um, Liverpool versus everybody said there's no man alternative. It doesn't exist. You're probably right. I just like to think the thought of somebody down the left that you could put Manny more centrally. I think centrally, yeah. I think it'd be outrageous. Um, but or right, or right, or right. That's the thing with Manny. He, he he used to come off the right, but he comes off the left. He can come through the middle. I mean, like. He's mega, but then Bele's got that two-footed thing, so he can play left or right, and maybe he'll emerge as a nine that comes through the middle. But again, he's different, and we like options. And he's anyway. Sorry, I'm rhapsodizing. I really fancy Dan Bele. I well, love quick two-footed I strikers. Wanted, I wanted, I wanted them Nabil Fakir, and he broke me heart and went to. I don't know some real Betis <laughs> and it broke me yeah. heart. Um, but then Bele. The belly was the one for me, um, but I don't, I don't see it happening. I think it's too much business for Barcelona to be trying to do, yeah. you know, especially with English clubs involved because I know they have the, the end Euro, of August. Well, they have the, the, they have, the, the pound is so weak at the minute, and I, again, I wonder. You look at it, you're going, 
this might sound a bit bizarre, but you're thinking, did Brexit factor into our, tra- our transfer? Because the pound is at its lowest ever against the euro. So this is probably the worst time to be trying to buy big players. And it can only hope it'll be better 12 months from now. Sorry for making this almost political, but you're like, this is not a good time to be spending in Europe. Probably a better time to be buying in the UK. Yeah, well, it, that, that is a fair point that people have brought brought that up. But I just think, okay. I think we, I think we, um, with the way Barcelona will be doing, I know they have to the end of August to do some sort of, um, to you know, do some sort of business until the thirty fourth of August. Liverpool have they, Liverpool and Premier League clubs have until the. So can we look, can we can we can we loan later, Gavin? No, I, I, don't I don't think we can. I don't think we can. I think if right. any transfers in. So okay. so Barcelona, if you're looking at it and they're saying they're trying to get Coutinho, even if it was Liverpool or Arsenal, they have to get rid mm-hmm. of him. Then then Belly will be going to Liverpool, okay? And then if you're if you're basing all this around Neymar, which I I'm not too sure you should be, but if you're basing it all around Neymar, it means you have to get Neymar <laughs> a green deal to Barcelona in the next forty eight hours. But so he you can has then, to go, surely. I mean, you saw you saw, but you but you saw you saw Mbappe pushing him out of the photograph when they won the, yeah, the cup but, the other day. But you see, the but, thing but, is, but, 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 but but he's also saying his his favorite performances. He's talking about Barcelona being praised as a man. I mean, he is shot the oh, bed for. Paris Saint-Germain. They can't keep Neymar now. Surely he has to go. Neymar is desperate to go and it's Mm. just a matter of can Barcelona afford him? (laughs) What I'm saying is is, Chris, Barcelona would need to be going and and looking away from the Premier League to move Coutinho and move um, Mm. Dembele. They'd have to be looking away from the Premier League because unless they do something in 48 hours the Premier League is off limits this is you know what, what I was going to say Gav I, I really think the chances of Coutinho moving to Liverpool would be doubled if the transfer window didn't close so early for us yeah I think I think because of the scenario of Neymar and, cetera, and exactly what you've just said is just not enough time for all parties to agree on a deal sort of because you've got to remember look as much as we think it's simple as making a bid and there you go, there's no, a lot being planned with agents and players' agents because you've got to remember there's multiple deals mm. being sort of uh, strategically planned at the same time, simultaneously. Allah, Diabala, Mandzukic, um, Lukaku. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Three or four. Uh, it's, it's very complex, and, and that's why the Coutinho one is too much too much com- com- especially with the amount they owe us you know that's what's favoring in our that's what's in our favor Coutinho's look I know for a fact how I can't prove it but I'm telling you guys I know for a fact Coutinho is desperate to come back to us if he comes back to UK he's coming back to us forget the Arsenal story well, yeah, yeah. But he you know something else someone Steve Hadley just says there Malcolm is gone Dembele won't leave listen we could go on all night about this um, yeah. I, 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 look as I've said before if Grace says something to me I take it and I'll go yeah absolutely if that's your opinion you walk away with that and I'm fine with that Abby Hunter has said one thing about Bruno Fernandes um, and as I've said to him already I will not knock this lad until the window closes and that guy hasn't signed that's how I walk Um it's been a brilliant show. I've enjoyed it. We've gone through Loved an awful it. lot. We've gone through an awful lot. Um, 
we, I've left Grizz alone for the majority. Um, that'll change next week when Matt is back. <laughs> um, but look, just on the last thing on the transfer thing, I still believe Liverpool signed one. If I was to put my name to one of them, it would be Bruno Fernandes. I just have a, uh, I have a feeling in me waters, as people would say. But look, that being the fat back for um, for Sunday night, I will be back tomorrow, uh, Monday, at 10 p.m. with the fat back for daily. I'll be back. All your randomness, all your questions, all your, t- uh, you know comments, anything that goes with it, the random stuff does be off the wall, it would be great. Um, we'll be back with us in tomorrow in association with Paddy Power. Um, and yeah, that's been it. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's what Jerry used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's what Jerry used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.